You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. All right, thanks for tuning in. This is Anthony Kashvins, joined by Rhett Bollinger, and we are talking twins here in the new year. And Rhett, uh, in absence of actual news on the twins front uh, here in 2016 so far, obviously it's been a, a slower go uh, ever since that, that early burst of activity in the hot stove season. thought we'd talk a few bold predictions uh, for the rest of the winter and for the regular season itself. So I'm going to hit you with a few Rhett. If that's all right, let's start, first of all, with the hot stove season. Now, we know if the Twins are, are going to do anything uh, at this stage in the game, it's probably going to be in the bullpen. Is that correct? At this point, yes. I think at this point, the Twins are pretty much kind of only looking at bullpen help, potentially maybe a fourth outfielder type. Uh, but at this point, I think more than anything, uh, with some of their minor league signs, I think more than anything, it's going to be a bullpen help. Now, are there you – know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but are there any guys – we know it's a thin relief market, so it's, it's kind of a tricky area to address. Are there any guys remaining in free agency you think could be good fits, or do you think are the Twins almost better uh, with some of their internal options, you know, some of those young, hard-throwing guys in the system? What, what are your thoughts? And, uh, and I guess what is your prediction? Do you think they get something done here between now and spring training? I think my prediction at this point is the Twins might not – or probably are not going to, to make a, a big move here for, for a reliever. I think the Twins looked at that market early in the offseason and kind of saw – some of these guys, guys like Darren O'Day getting four-year deals, uh, even lesser guys like Ryan Madsen getting these three-year deals, and the Twins have never yeah. uh, given uh, a reliever you know, a multi-year deal. So my full prediction is the Twins will not give another multi-year deal uh, to a reliever. Maybe that's not so bold to say they've never done it before, <laughs> um, but I, I think they're probably going to be more likely, maybe even potential of another minor league signing or two. Um, I know they, you know they signed Fernando Abad. Adalia's had some good years with the A's. Um, uh, as a left-handed guy that could potentially be a lefty specialist out of the bullpen for them, depending on how he does in spring training. Uh, but a guy was kind of one of those deals where it's a minor league deal, the chance to, to make the club here in spring training. Um, so I think maybe more like that, they might take a flyer in a guy. But I think my, my prediction is the Twins uh, are not going to sign anybody, at least not to a multi-year deal as a reliever. Maybe a flyer in a one-year deal or a minor league deal, but I don't think the Twins are going to sign a multi-year deal for a reliever. So the streak lives. The, the multi-year streak, yeah. the lack of multi-year streak lives. Uh, looking ahead to the season, obviously uh, the, the signing of Park was the, the big move for, for the Twins uh, in this hospital season, and it, it kind of – all their other planning has kind of revolved around that as far as what they're doing with Sano and what they're not doing with Booth uh, in the trade market. Um, so much of their – I don't know how much their fortunes are tied to Park, but obviously a lot of their planning uh, was tied to that signing, and deservedly so based on his pedigree uh, in Korea. But I want to I – we are going to put you on the spot here, Rhett. Nobody knows uh, how a guy's going to make that transition to the major league uh, and transition to stateside ball. But what it, what is a reasonable expectation in your mind for for Park uh, for his numbers for 2016? I think it's reasonable to expect at least 20 home runs. I think the power is the biggest thing. You know, coming back from uh, in Korea, they had at least 50 home runs each of the last two years. He was 105 combined home runs. So. I think he's going to have power. My bold prediction is I think he'll even reach uh, 25 home runs this year with the real potential to, to even reach 30. Um, so the power is definitely going to be there. 
I'm curious to see what his average is going to be like. But my, my prediction is I think he's going to hit about, you know, 275 with about, you know, 25 homers and maybe 80 RBIs, which the Twins would gladly take, you know, from him in that first year, kind of that adjustment period. Because I do think the Twins believe uh, that it might be a little bit of a slow process at first, kind of like what we saw last year with the Pirates and Jung Ho Kong kind of having a little bit of a slow able before he kind of turned it on and became one of the, you know, better shortstops in the league uh, with the Pirates last year. I think the Twins would love to see a similar progression from Park where he kind of maybe even if he starts off slow, uh, becomes you know better as the season goes along. So my bold prediction is that he'll reach 25 home runs and 80 RBIs and, and be a big part of the middle of the order for the Twins. And obviously the, the Park signing, as I alluded to, it affects Miguel Sano from a position standpoint. They're going to try him out in right field, and, and they very much hope that experiment works out. Um, is it, uh, you know, he played about half of the season. He played 80 games. 2015, 18 homers, 17 doubles. Uh, from a numbers standpoint, Rhett, do you think it's as simple as doubling those totals? I'm sure the Twins would take that. And and then what is your bold prediction as far as the, the right field experiment as well? Well, I think doubling those numbers, the Twins would definitely take that. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, it's bold, but I think it's certainly realistic. I think with the power that he showed, the power that he's shown throughout the minors, I mean, it's legit. I mean, he's one of the more, you know, more power than almost anybody, uh, you know, as a young prospect in baseball. Um, so I think the power is good. I think he has a legitimate shot to hit, you know, to hit 35 home runs this year and then be the Twins' best overall, you know, player as an offensive player. But as you mentioned, defensively, uh, I still have a little bit of my doubts to see how, how he does out there. He is surprisingly athletic for his size, uh, but his size, you know, he is, you know, six foot four, six foot five, you know, 260 pounds. Um, and 260 really is even a little bit on the lighter side for him. So. For a guy of that size to be in the outfield is going to be and tough, and that's a big outfield, too. It's like the Twins have a little outfield, um, and that right field can be tricky. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if guys like Josh Willingham or even uh, Arcia or some of the guys the Twins have had in the outfield in recent years uh, can handle it, there certainly is the potential of Sano uh, doing that. And the Twins certainly believe that he can, uh, but I'm definitely very curious to see kind of how that goes. I do think no matter what, the Twins will try to find that bat for Sano, um, no matter what it takes, just because – like I said, I think he's their best offensive player already at this point, uh, even going into his second season. Uh, the big key for him is, him is just going to be cutting down those strikeouts. The strikeout numbers yeah. were, uh, were very high as a rookie, so you got to figure that'll come down. Um, but, yeah, bold prediction is the offense is going to be, I think, uh, a big plus for the Twins this year. But defensively, I think uh, not too much of a prediction of a bold one, but I do think that defensively he's going to struggle out there a little bit until maybe he gets his bearings, and then we'll see what the Twins decide to do from there, whether he goes back to third base or if they think – you know, outfielder or maybe even first base on the line is where he best uh, kind of is suited for. Yeah. Well, perhaps Byron Buxton has to cover a lot of ground in center field and beyond uh, in, in that arrangement. And, and Bucks is, of course, a, a, a very interesting player going into 2016. And, you know, Major League history is littered with guys who uh, went on to great careers that, that struggled uh, in their first exposure to the big leagues. Mike Trout is a, a recent prominent example. Uh, when he came up with the uh, Angels at the, at the end of 2011. So with Buxton, uh, we, we saw a very small sample in 2015, and, of course, it was affected by injury, as was his 2014 season and his development uh, within. So what is uh, your bold prediction, your bold expectation for Byron Buxton in 16? My bold prediction is actually that Buxton will win the Rookie of the Year. I'll go out on a winner right. and go for that because I think that, I like it. you know, number one overall prospect for a reason – we didn't really see, you know, all those tools put to display last year, especially not the hitting tool. Um, but, you know, that speed's there, that defense is there. Um, I think he can have a breakout season, uh, especially considering the Twins. He obviously traded Aaron Hicks. Center field is open for him to take. 
Uh, so the playing time is going to be there. You know, as long as he does fine in spring training, he's pretty much going to be, you know, the opening day center fielder, uh, barring you know a tough time in spring training. Uh, so he's going to have that playing time, I think. And I think that if he can get that playing time and become a better hitter, you know, with time and uh, kind of learn a little bit more about just breaking balls outside the zone uh, and become a just more disciplined hitter in general, I think with the stolen bases he's going to have uh, and just the overall games, kind of like maybe I kind of what Kevin Kermeyer did last year with uh, the Rays as a plus defender and center, who also you know a ton of triples, uh, showed off the speed. I think something like that we could see. And I think that Buxton is you know still. I think he missed the threshold from not being a rookie, but I think only like five at bats last year. So he's barely so eligible, but I think uh, he's got a real shot at it. But the Twins have, you know, a couple other guys who will certainly be in that mix, I'm guessing, with Park eligible for that award as well, and Jose Barrios and their top prospects. But I think uh, that Byron Buxton, uh, being the top prospect in baseball, despite his down year last year, uh, I think he's going to come in and finally show that potential for the Twins and, and win that rookie of the year award. Yeah, I just looked while you were talking there, Rhett. He, uh, he finished one at bat shy of, uh, of qualification for, for uh, you know, second year status going into 2016. Wow. So, very, very, uh, yeah, very much uh, at the edge of, of not being eligible for rookie of the year, but he is eligible. And I like that prediction, Rhett. Uh, so, Rhett says rookie of the year for Byron Buxton, 25 homers for Park, some defensive struggles for Miguel Sano. That all sounds plausible to me, man. Uh, I want to thank Rhett for joining us. And, <laughs> Not too uh, <laughs> I want to thank Rhett for joining us and making his bold predictions for 2016. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.